Tonight is one is is one of the is probably the mysterious nights of the Bible. Because really don't nobody know what really happened. This is Saturday night. Right. And, and, and Jesus is in the grave. Now, let me clear up one other misconception. When we preach early on Sunday morning, he got up. Yeah. Well, that's not true. <laughs> he rolled. Saturday night. We don't know when he rose because we only get the count of when they got there. But he was already risen. And the one that don't know when he was risen, believe it or not, is only a few people that knew when he exactly rose. Him and the Roman soldiers that was there when the rock blew out. <laughs> they were the only ones that knew. Amen. The Roman soldiers don't tell you why and what time that, about that time it happened because they was getting paid. So they shut up. So Jesus, according to beliefs, he rose late Saturday night. But by the time they got there, which was early Sunday morning, he had already risen. So based on that, you also have the most mysterious night in the history of mankind and the Bible. We really don't know what really happened that night. According to the churches, now when I use the term churches, you got to also understand the history of churches. And that's one of the other misconceptions that we don't have. You got to remember that the church, when it got started, does have a track record of itself. And the church of Antioch is like the father church of the, of the church. Because the church, they, they're the ones that sent Paul and them out. They are also the church of Jerusalem, but their the name was Antioch. So the Antioch church, was the was the really the, the distributing center and the start of the church. You can almost say that the Antioch church was the temple replacement. Mm -hmm. Did y'all catch that? Mm -hmm. That's why when we talk about, that's why I don't even understand ministers. How can you put down the church when God made Israel travel many thousands of miles to get to the temple? So what gives us the right to talk about the church when it's the replacement of the temple? Like when he tore the veil, it's a replacement. So tonight, where was Jesus on Saturday night? Well, according to the Hebrew scriptures, the word suel means the place of the dead. Or the departure of souls and spirits. Now, you get ready to get educated because, and then y'all go, don't y'all correct me when I get to doing it because it's just, God has been doing it so long that it's wrong. But then the, the, the soil was a place of, of, of the departing souls or spirits. Then in the Greek, the word Hades 
which, which, which is used for hell, but it is not supposed to be translated as hell. It is supposed to be translated as the word suel, as it is the place of the departed souls and spirits. So one thing that we need to understand that when Jesus descended, now I only gonna have a few scriptures to help you do this because this is the records of the Bible. First of all, let us know what hell really is. In Revelations chapter 20, verse 11, now we're going to talk about the literal hell. It says, Then I saw the great white throne, and he sat upon it, from whom presence earth and heaven fled away. Heaven and earth is fleeing away. It's gone. See, heaven and earth is gone. Why is heaven and earth is gone? Because sin. God's getting rid of earth and he's going to get rid of heaven because Satan was going to and fro. So he's getting rid of both of them. And it says, no place were, was found for them. Then I saw the dead, the great and the small, standing before the throne. And the books were open. And another book was open, which is, is the book of life. And the dead were judged from the things from which was written in the books, according to their deeds. And the sea gave up the dead. That means folk that died by animals ate up all over. He put them together. The sea gave up the dead. And which it was in. And death and Hades gave up the dead. Y'all remember? Death and Hades is going to give up the dead. Mm -hmm. Now, well, I've said, yeah, I'm going to help you out now. I'm just hanging there. That gave them up. And they would judge every one of them according to their deeds. Then death and Hades, Suel, were thrown into the lake of fire. Now they're in hell. Notice they're not in hell yet. They still exist even today. This is the second death. And anyone's name not found in the book of life is thrown into the lake of fire. Satan and have never even been to the lake of fire. So it hasn't, it, it's not there yet. It's there in the spirit, but it's not there where God has, has, has placed people in hell. So Suel and Hades has a very important part of what's going on today. And notice that they are the place where the dead rest. Now, when I get through with this, you're going to see something. Notice that when Jesus in Matthew and Luke and Acts, and, and when Jesus said to the thief, today you will be with me in paradise. Now, but a believer, the believer is absent from the body and present with the Lord. But the believer is not in Suel or Hades. The believer is in the presence of God waiting on the first judgment. Because he's going to judge the church first. And the church, once it is judged, when he comes back to judge the, 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 the world, 
and in heaven, the church comes back with him, us and judge. So when Jesus said that the mystery is and the church has, has, has this great debate, but the church has landed sort of somewhere. That we believe that Jesus didn't go to hell. His hell was at the cross when he was separated from the Father. So God didn't send him back to hell when he said, Father, in thy hands, I'm going to commend my spirit. So what did Jesus really do? Jesus had to deal with Suel in Hades. Now turn with me real quick to Ephesians 4 and 8. I mean, chapter 4, verse 8. Y'all getting Bible study tonight. I don't even have to preach. The Bible going to preach itself. It tells us in Ephesians 4 and 8. Now watch what it says. It says, I got to get to this new Bible. I got to get it broke in. It says, therefore it says, when he ascended on high, he led the captives of the host, the host of the captives, and he gave gifts to men. Now notice, it's already declared when he ascended in Acts, when he ascended at the resurrection, he was the firstborn. Now, Hey, all of those that were going ascended with him. See, he ain't, they ain't in Hades or Suez. They are ascended when he ascended. And it says, now this expression, he ascended, what does this mean except that he also had descended? So that tells us he had to go down and get them. And he descended into the lower parts of the earth, which is Hades or Suel, where all the souls were before he ascended. Then he goes on and said, he who descends is himself who also ascended far above all the heaven so that he may fulfill all things. So Ephesians tells us that he had to go down to get them, to set them free, and took them with him. Now go to 1 Peter 3 and 18. This is some good stuff. In 1 Peter 3 and 18, notice what it tells us. It says, for Christ also died for sins once and for all, for the just and the unjust, so that he may bring us to God having been put to death in the flesh, but made alive in the spirit. Where does the spirit hang out? Suel and Hades. Then it says, in which he also went and made proclamation to the spirit now in prison. That tells me he went down to, literally, not literally, but saying, <coughs> all the spirits before me it's in prison. They're in this place where the Catholics say purgatory and the Jews say, say Hades and the Hebrews say it's Suez. There was this holding place for the soul. They couldn't go, not even Adam, because Jesus hadn't went. So they had to be somewhere. So the Bible tells us that he had to go preach to them. Now, 
Augustine, the great Augustine, had a problem with this. He didn't like the fact that Jesus had to go preach to them because he felt that that's not why that he didn't like 1 Peter 3 and he wanted to reinterpret preaching to the captives because he couldn't believe that Jesus had to go preach to them. So now, all of us that's old enough and some of you that don't know, in the Apostles' Creed, if you remember the Apostles' Creed, the Apostles' Creed has something in it where it says he descended into hell. Now, most theologians would not recite that, especially if they were Protestant, because they say he couldn't have went to hell. It should say, and they want it rewritten, to say he descended into Suel or Hades. So, but no, the, the, the church won't rewrite it, but yet and still, we got to understand that, that Jesus had, didn't go preach in hell. He went to set the captives free that was in the lower parts of the earth. And he went down to make sure that he was able to tell them that he was him. And those that were waiting on him got started to rejoice. Now watch this. How would you like to be in Hades? And you saw Jesus come descending down after he done said it was finished. And he says, guess what? I come to get you and take you with me. All them years you've been there, Moses, come on. All them years you've been there, Adam, come on. All them years you've been waiting on me, come on. Jeremiah, I'm here. Quit crying. Get on up. Because I'm ready to go. I'm going to come, you see, see, that's what, so when we up there hooping and he descended into hell and he, no, he went to Hades to set the captives free. That's why when we do funerals and the person's body leaves and you know they're a child of God, you should rejoice because he ascended into heaven, absent in the body and present with the Lord. No more waiting. No more hoping, no more wishing. They are all almost somebody else. I wasn't going to preach tonight. I wasn't going to preach. Because when he said, Elam, Elam, Lashitabah, when he said, Father, why? Have you forsaken me? What he's saying, and Dr. Pierce and I came to a conclusion when he was in Gethsemane. And he said, Father, can you take this cup from me? Many of us then translated that to say, well, he didn't want to go to the cross. Well, I'm here to set that record straight. It's not that he didn't want to go to the cross. He didn't want to be separated from God the Father. See, you got to understand Satan keep tricking you, but he haven't experienced what Jesus experienced. Satan has not been separated from God the Father, but when the lake of fire spring up, then they shall exist no more. He said, I'm going to cast Satan. I'm going to cast the unrighteous. I'm going to cast the wicked and I'm going to cast heaven and I'm going to cast earth into the lake of fire. Yeah. All right. All right. 
Because he's saying, this is what sin is. Watch what sin is. Watch it, watch it, watch it. I'm sending everything into the lake of fire. And everybody that worship, I'm sending it with them. Your sin is what did you put before me? And everything that man cherished, the earth, the heavens, the stars, Jupiter, moon, galaxies, Milky Way, everything that you put above me don't go right with you. And I'm going to build a new heaven and a new earth. And it's going to be holy. And I'm taking the holy folk for the new heaven and the new earth. And watch this. This is the beauty of it. In Genesis it said that when sin that God separated into the three different levels of heaven, Jesus said when this happens this time, we ain't going to separate. You're just going to go to and fro. You just gonna be going. It ain't gonna be no separation, and so we gotta understand that. Did Jesus go to hell? The answer is no. Not then. Not on Saturday night. But what he did do, he went to hell. He went down to get the people and take them out of the turmoil. They wasn't suffering, but it's the the suffering that they wanted. Was it was time they was waiting on the Messiah. For the one, the firstborn to come and redeem them. Moses was waiting on All of the saints was waiting on The folk that died the day before. See, they, they blessed. The folk, the, the folk that died that day before he died didn't have to wait long. You know, folk was dying before the thief on the cross died. See, folk was dying somewhere in the world. And see, that's why when he told the thief today, you ain't even gonna be there long. Right. Matter of fact, watch this. Not with me. He told the thief, today you're gonna be with me in paradise. Watch this. When Jesus died before the thief, he never experienced. He said, wait, you ain't even gonna see it. Because by the time you get there, it's gonna be time to go. Because you ain't even going to be there, Lord. Don't you worry. You're going to be with me in paradise. Can I beat you there? And he, watch this. What kind of, you talking about giving testimony? I can see it. Wake up your sanctified mind. Somebody get holy and, and walk with me. Jesus, watch this. Jesus is dead in the tomb that went and that descended. The thief on the cross, he died hours later. Watch this. By the time he left, Jesus was already down there. Watch this testimony. Folks sitting there saying, is he for real? And the thief come down and say, oh, that's the truth. <laughs> Amen. 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 He would say, hey, I'm the witness that he the truth. And so God is saying to us that we got to understand that this was the great night of silence because everything happened below the earth, below the ground, because Jesus went in search for all of the lost sheep, because he was the great shepherd, and he was telling them, now is time. The Catholics call it the hollowing of hell. That means that Jesus then kicked down the doors of Haiti, and he then proved that he is the one. 
The Orthodox Church, church watch this, y'all celebrating Lent. The Orthodox Church up there on 13th, that's State Temple, 13th and Woodlock, right? The Orthodox Church, during their Lent season, when you walk in the door, you kiss a picture of Jesus kicking in the doors of hell. For 40 days, they celebrate that because they realize that what he did that day was kicking in the doors of hell, Hades, so that the spirits can be released. And that day, they can be with him in paradise. See, all believe that the spirits had to go somewhere. And that's why we get the purgatories or the suel or the Hades. But that's not hell. Revelation described to you hell. But see, when we understand what Hades is all about, we don't have to worry about Hades no more. The only folk you got to worry about going to Hades is the ones that ain't going at all. Because they, they may be absent in the body, but they're going to be present in Haiti, waiting on death and waiting on God and waiting on the second death. See, they get that second death. Now, we get to die in the body, but we don't never yes. die. Because we got eternity sitting in us. And one day, one day, this old body going to go ahead and give up the soul. But God said those that believe in me, don't you worry about that body. Because it's going to be absent in the body. Present with the Lord. Did he say it in a twinkling of an eye? It's going to be faster than you can blink. I'm going to rise that body up. And I'm going to glorify that body. And I'm going to put you back together. And then, and only then, I'm going to reveal to you the great mystery. All of your questions is going to be answered. Why this? Why that? What happened? How come? That day is going to be answered. And you shall be glorified. And I'm going to set you. Watch this. this is, I'm going to go home. This is why you get so good. I'm going to set you. Remember what I said. Everything that they worship, everything that they put above God, he threw it in the lake of fire with them. He said, I'm going to set you. Because of what you've been through and what you done believe, I'm going to set you above everything but me. The angels you worship, you're going to be above them. The, the heavens that you dream of, you're going to be above it. The stars you see, you're going to be above them. There will be nothing above you but Jesus himself. I think that's worth rejoicing. I think that's worth rejoicing. I think that's worth rejoicing. Oh, Saturday was a good night. 
I don't know whether the folk might not know what happened, but Saturday night, like y'all used to go to, well, us, we used to go to the club, and we come back Monday talking about how good Saturday night was. But oh, what a good night Saturday night was when Jesus said, it's going to be a party in heaven because I came and set you free. I done set you free in me. And you free at last. You free at last. Thank God Almighty. We free. 